Let's go. Welcome to the Beyond Jiu-Jitsu podcast. My name is Adam Childs, co-host with my man, Kieran Lefebvre. We're here, episode 90. I can't believe we are 10 short episodes away from episode 100, if my math checks out, which I believe it does. 90 plus 10 is 100. Yes. Well done. (laughs) (laughs) We are on to another edition of Ask a Black Belt. (laughs) We haven't used it in a while. The wabba wow button. Did you actually put the wabba wow button in? It's on. It's on. Yeah. yeah. Is it? Mate, we've have I we used, used to it? do it all the time. Did you? Oh, well, I remember I just, just haven't used it in a while. I, I remember just saying. <laughs> so good. <laughs> so we had a we had a what wow running joke for the first like hundred episodes, or not really. 90. 50. First 90. First 90 episodes, but now we have a button. <laughs> anyway, this is the worst intro. I totally shit the bed. Um, no, it was good, bro. It was, no, good. It was good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, we're doing uh, another Ask, Ask a Black, Black Belt. That's right. Uh, if you remember last Ask a Black Belt, episode 80, we pretty yeah. much do them every every 10 episodes, uh, was the last one where we took any text questions. Mm. Uh, that most- was our last, we, we said in that episode that, this is this is it. This is the end. This yeah. is no more. So we're only onto the audio format, which is nice because yep. we get to hear your voices. You know, I know some people are reluctant to record and send it, but man, just remind yourself, turn on the radio and listen to the idiots who call in radio stations <laughs> to say nothing. That's not giving you. our audience confidence. <laughs> <laughs> we're referring to them. It's like, do you want to be an idiot? Well, no. Submit a question. I'm saying, <laughs> no, yeah, I'm you're, not, you're not calling a radio yeah, station, yeah, yeah. mate. I don't get the people that call radio station. Guys, I just wanted to say I love you. And I once went away on a weekend, 106.5, kiss. And you're like, what? <laughs> why did you even pick up the phone and wait on hold for two hours to say that? Yeah, yeah, no idea. But- but that just goes to show that those are the types of people that listen to radio these days. So mate, that is true. No one listens to radio. People listen to Spotify and people listen to the Beyond Jiu Jitsu podcast. That's right. I actually went through a, a bit of a phase of listening to the radio. Yeah, quite you a said lot. that because you you went on a rant about fucking some radio intro for like twenty oh, minutes on one Will episode. And Woody. Yeah, don't, let's not Fuck. let's not rehash that. Let's not rehash that. Yeah. I shouldn't have brought it up. But, but yeah, cleaning swimming pools. I used to spend heaps of time driving around yeah. and. A bit lonely in the car by yourself. Yeah, Just having the radio on makes you feel like you got friends. Well, now <laughs> listening to this podcast makes people feel like they have friends, and we are your friend. <laughs> friend, we are one friend. We are the one. <laughs> yeah, we are, we I have one, one friend. It's the Beyond Jiu <laughs> <laughs> podcast. <laughs> That's a clip. <laughs> okay, so without further ado, we have three awesome questions, uh, audio questions. We do have some text ones, but I'm sorry. We're not going to answer them. If you did, if you are one of the people that are waiting for your question to be answered, it's because it's not audio. So sad, so mad. So if you want to submit a question, you can do so via Instagram. But without further ado, let's get into it. Today, we're talking about some different issues dealing with plateaus. We're talking about competitions. We're talking about integration of techniques. So without further ado, first question is from David. Let's get into it. Hey, this is Dave from Alliance Jiu-Jitsu. Uh, Blue Belt, my question for Ask a Black Belt is when you feel like you are plateauing, what's the best way to get out of that and make sure you're not just developing bad habits or getting deterred 
um, and stay motivated. Good awesome question. Question, Dave. How to stay motivated? That's a whole a whole different topic, but um, I guess along the same lines of the question, motivation is is I always say motivation is fleeting, though. Uh, motivated isn't. It's easy to do something when you're motivated. Pretend motivation doesn't exist. You just got to be disciplined. That's the correct way to think about it. Uh, however, there's a lot lot of ways you could approach this plateau sort of feeling firstly get on board with it it's okay everyone goes through it particularly blue belts because it's such a long slog uh and so it's okay to plateau or feel like you're plateauing there's so many so many examples of it you know you compare yourself to your own training partners who are also improving so it feels like you're not getting better but actually you are but I would put it into sort of two ways I think you should approach this, Dave. One is a bit more connected to the motivational side of things, which is, man, remember jujitsu is fun, okay? What I'm going to say now is lots of stuff that I've spoken about in previous episodes, but you probably started jujitsu because it's fun and you enjoy doing it, okay? So if you're lacking a bit of motivation, man, Remind yourself why you enjoy jujitsu. Is it because you enjoy the satisfaction of passing someone's guard, or is it because you enjoy doing straight footlocks or wh- whatever it is? Like, what part of jujitsu is giving you a kick at that particular moment, right? Um, I really like to embrace like the fun side of jujitsu. In terms of how how do you? with a more methodical approach, deal with a plateau. I believe, let me just see if I can pull up the specific episode, which you've probably listened to, Dave, because I, I believe you listen to, to most of our episodes. <laughs> I don't know if I told you this, Dave said to me um, uh, like a few weeks back, he goes, oh man, I was listening to the podcast. He's like, <laughs> he was like, I got a shout out on one of the episodes. And because we record a little in, in advance, I was like, Oh, which episode was it? I can't, you know, remember what was the where we're up to in terms of what is he listening to and when did we last record? He's like, man, I got a shout out on one of the episodes. I was like, oh, what episode? And he goes, uh, top five white belt mistakes. <laughs> 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 and he's like, but a shout out's a shout out. Oh, shout out, Dave. <laughs> um, let me see if I can quickly find it. But the essentially the the more methodical approach that I, that I want to um, mention. And it, we probably went over it in episode 79, specialist versus all rounder, mm. uh, but it's having deliberate training. Mm. Uh, and I probably in that episode, or if it was another one, maybe titled deliberate training, I can't recall. I would have said something along the lines of to make it mathematically simple. Let's just break up our year into two month blocks, right? and deliberately focus on something for that two months. It's hard when you're at the lower end of your jiu-jitsu journey because that can seem like a long time, but when it's been something you've done for a long time, I had this same conversation with this guy, Mike, a black belt um, who, who trains with us, and I sat down and I was talking about deliberate training with Mike. I said, man, if I asked you in the last year what – part of your jiu-jitsu have you improved like what have you gotten better at in jiu-jitsu wise in the last 12 months he's like man like 
not like nothing as in I haven't gotten better, but like what have I specifically gotten better? put a finger yeah, on Yeah, like I, I don't know. I've just been training. If you could – the theory is if you could, let's say, again, mathematically simple, break it up into two-month blocks, work on something specifically for two months. Imagine if in a year's time – you go, I, someone asks you, what have you gotten better at in the last 12 months? And you could name six different things because mm-hmm. you would spent two months at a time working on something specifically. Man, that's how you get some, you know, a tangible, right? Uh, some sort of something tangible to say, oh, I've gotten better at this. Mm-hmm. And two months is a, is a really, it's not a long period of time. I believe again in this episode, I kind of rudimentarily broke down the numbers that if you go, okay, well, two months you train, let's say twice a week, 16 times in the two months, right? And let's say maybe of half of those, you get to the position that you that you want to try. So maybe only eight times in two months, you even got to try the thing you're working on. So it's really not a huge amount of time. For example, me at the moment, I'm specifically working on Wait a second. I'm not <laughs> telling you. Right? No, I'm like specifically um, working on uh, entering into some variation of X card and then attacks from there, whether it's sweeps or submissions or even it might just be X card and then transitioning to another position like from X card to K card or whatever. Mm. But I'm essentially – and I'm tunnel visioning it. That's all I'm doing, right? all I'm trying to focus on and in two months time or even let's say in six months time I'm going to be able to look back and just as a whole be like man like my x guard's gotten way better mm. I'm working on worm guard <laughs> no you're not <laughs> <laughs> you don't even know what a guard is <laughs> no. that's where you stand right. back up right yeah <laughs> so um that Dave is is what you need to do right if 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 we kind of the the three things right first just be okay with it. Everyone, man, that's just jujitsu. Not only do you have moments of plateau, you have moments of, of feeling like you got worse. And unfortunately that doesn't go away. You know, I still have feelings of plateau or feelings of, of like I'm getting worse. Right. Um, and sometimes it's not even that. Sometimes it might be because that particular position with that particular training partner, they've gotten much better at said position technique so you haven't gotten worse. You've just now gone up against someone who has vastly improved. You don't know. Maybe that's been their thing they've been working on for two months. Mm. Right? So firstly, plateaus, it's cool, man. It, it happens. So that's the first thing. Second thing, talking about the motivational side of it. Remember, it's fun. You do it because it's fun. So find the fun again. And thirdly, you've you got to have some deliberate training. Right? Right. I always give the example analogy. You don't just walk into a gym and go, yeah, three bicep curls there and I'll go do one push-up and five squats. Good workout. Sounds like an Adam workout. (laughs) That's that's your workout, bro. (laughs) And that's how a lot of people train jujitsu, essentially, you know. Uh, And I'll give you actually, okay, or at least do this. If some people don't like deliberate training because they just like the sort of for lack of a better term, the carefreeness of jujitsu in the sense that like they enjoy the fact that it's, well, I just do what's feeling good and that sort of, because I actually quite enjoy having roles like that where I'm like, man, I'm going to do what feels good and right in the, in the moment. Okay. I enjoy that sort of more open, free sort of, think about it like this. I'm sure there's, 
professional surfers who they would catch a wave and specifically do certain things because they would want to score high points on a wave. But I bet you professional surfers also just enjoy like just Surfing. catching the wave, man. And <laughs> yeah. I'm just, and you know, and just doing what feels right at the moment and just yeah. enjoying the wave. So like I enjoy roles like that too. So let's say Dave, let's say you train four classes a week and you're thinking like me, oh man, I don't want to like specifically have to tunnel vision this one thing for two months. All right, well, Pick two well, things. Yeah. Oh, no. Or, but, you know, have three of the classes be deliberate and one where it's whatever. When I used to do um, strength and conditioning with JT from, from Bulletproof for BJJ, we used to train together doing – he did a lot of my strength and conditioning preparation when we lived together in Brazil. Um, we used to do – I think it was – I can't remember. I think we did like four workouts a week or something like that. And yeah, three of them were kind of, no, I think it was, yeah, something like, you know, one workout was a was a, a pulling workout, one was a pressing workout, and then the third was a bit of a more sort of, probably I guess you could label it as like mobility-esque, but it was a bit more sort of, not la-di-da, but it was like, oh, some Turkish get-ups and it was a bit more sort of- Full body. Yeah, I don't want to use the mm. word filler, you know, but it was like, wasn't like, oh, we're going in and doing legs. It was mm. a kind of, yeah. So maybe do your training like that. Anyway, I'm rambling a little bit. Uh, plateaus, it's fine, Dave. Everyone has them, so it's okay. Two, find the fun. And three, implement some deliberate training. And if you're not sure, what do you want to deliberately implement? Well, you could ask me, right, when you see me. Mm-hmm. That's what I did, I think. Yeah, you did, right? Oh, man, it feels like a lifetime ago. Like over a year ago, you referred me to check out a specific athlete and that led me down to looking at that style and then we went pressure passing. Yep, and here we are today. I'm still terrible. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) We're getting there. It's it's been 18 months, but, you know, it's been a long two months. Yeah. (laughs) Right? Uh, So you could ask me, Dave, and I could give you some advice, but also – you can answer that. It's only a two-month period, right? Maybe you're, where do you feel like you want to improve or should improve? Is it yeah. your guard? Is it your passing? Is it your mount attacks or whatever? Yeah. What style do you like? And then yeah. if you don't know what style you like, look at some athletes. What athletes do you like? Does your body type fit that style, Does, et cetera? And go for that. Go for so that. So that would be my overall, those three things, Dave. Yeah. I hope that helps, bro. If not, Try a different podcast. Money back guarantee. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Give you Dave's money like, back. I gave you money. Well, not yet, Dave, but you will. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm only going to make that joke. Okay. Next question is from Oshin. So let's listen to that. Hey, Kieran and Adam. My name's Oshin. Just wondering what your best advice is for staying active between your divisions on comp day if your divisions have more than an hour between them. Thanks. It's an awesome question. I know Oshin competes quite a lot. So uh, that's where this this sort of question is coming from. He's, he's regularly competing. Uh, it is a good question. Uh, so he has – you were going to mention, how do you know he competes so much? Well, well, I know him personally. He's come to our gym. You've met him. Oh, did, Were you even there? I don't even know if you were there. 
Uh, he runs a uh, Instagram page, the the Grapplers Gambit, and he's come to Alliance. Yeah, uh, so shout out to Oshin and the Grapplers Gam- Gambit on uh, Instagram. He basically is doing this thing where he's going around a whole bunch of gyms in the area and like uh, reviewing them. Well, not like as in like, oh, this is four stars, five stars, but like experiencing different different gyms and documenting the process. Yeah. It's really cool. Follow along. Yeah, nice. Uh, yeah, good question. Uh, yeah, staying active when you have a long time between your divisions – uh, yeah, so if it's not that much of a long time, yeah, I'm just going to stay on my feet, stay sort of like mobile, mm. you know, in the bullpen. But yeah, if you're, if you're getting an hour between divisions, right? If you're getting an hour between matches in the same division, oh, that's oh, I would not re-register for that tournament again. Yeah. That is very poorly run. Yeah. But between divisions, like you're going from gi to no gi or whatever, man, for me personally, I wouldn't stay active. I'll take a fucking nap. Yep. That's what I would do. Yeah. Uh, I would I would just recover. Like an hour, in my opinion, is too long of a time to stay active. Like it is enough of a gap that you're going to have to warm up again mm-hmm. pretty much. Mm-hmm. All right. So I'm not going to stay active. If I've got that much weight, depending on what's going on, Dietary wise, you know, am I going to eat something or drink something? How's my weight? Have I already weighed in? Ignoring those factors, I'm just going to, I'm literally going to chill, mm. right? Uh, and depending on how I'm feeling, if I'm feeling pretty good, maybe I'm going to chill as in watching my teammates compete or whatever. Maybe I'm literally going to lie down in the stands, take a nap. I've, I've napped at comps before, or maybe I'm just going to lie down and watch YouTube and whatever. Like I'm, I'm going to recover because it is, a big enough period of time that you're going to have to warm up again. Yeah, totally. You know, totally. so so you can't really stay active. I I don't believe. I actually recommend. Uh, I'm not sure. Just from a nutritional standpoint, not so much like a you know all my vast experience competing because I haven't really competed that many times yet. I would recommend eating. Definitely eating. Having a small meal uh, if you have it or a snack or something. Uh, if you have more than an hour, basically if you have around about an hour between between bouts, if you will. Uh, definitely eat. If you have more than that, say if you have like two hours, oh man, you can have a full meal. Like as long as you have 90 minutes for gastric emptying, you can have like a full meal. So long as it's not like super heavy, don't don't go smash some pasta or something like that. But you know, some rice and and, and broccoli or whatever it is. Uh, broccoli, <laughs> mm, chicken, mate. Yeah, rice mm. and broccoli. Yummy. Yeah. <laughs> That's what everyone eats, right? That's what normal people eat. Rice and broccoli. Yeah, so have have like a small meal if you have it there, or like go get something, nothing heavy that's going to sit on your stomach. But don't yeah, eat what I ate for breakfast. Then. Yeah, bro, muffin, I wa- muffin I wa- and fucking. <laughs> I walked chocolate. into recording this morning and I was like, oh, bro, I was so hungry. I ate a muffin and then I ate a scone, and I'm like, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so nothing, nothing that's going to make you feel lethargic, and and try to like you know, I suppose limit the the heavy carbs because you don't want that carb crash. But man, if you have like 90 minutes, definitely eat. If you haven't hour like just on 60 minutes so it's like in that rough in between time then you can have like a small snack definitely get some like yogurts into you get something like easy to digest maybe a protein shake and a smash piece a of fruit. banana bro yeah man bananas yeah. are money yeah man so smash a, like a couple of bananas maybe like one of those squeezy yogurts always bring them to comps and so, yeah. Like, yeah man yeah I'm super not big, easy i'm not big on on yogurt on, no i like i love yogurt my dad doesn't like yogurt, but eats sour cream. He's off the. He's, he's, he's off. He's he's off the. So weird. Okay. Because no, he's all like, I like don't. Like from the tub or? <laughs> no. 
But he's like, I don't like the consistency of yogurt. But then he puts sour cream on his nachos and shit. And I'm like, it's the same consistency, bro. Pretty much. Anyway. He's fucking taste buds aren't consistent. That's Yeah, like I'm not lactose intolerant or anything. You're uh, just intolerant. Yeah, I'm just <laughs> intolerable. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that too. Um, but yeah, I don't know, man. Like d- dairy before working out makes me a bit like yeah, Fair enough, fair you know, enough. We'll, like, we'll go, go with whatever, you know, is comfortable for you. Uh, but definitely the whole point is definitely to eat and refuel your carbohydrates, get some fruit, some fast-acting carbs, a little bit of Just protein. Just hang, hang out with me, Oshin, because like I'm I'm usually the snack dude. Yeah, well, bro, well yeah. when, if I'm going – to when, if I'm competing for myself, but also if I'm just going to coach, mm. I I essentially pack snacks for me and someone else. Yeah, well, someone like is in you know if I'm going to throw two people. if I'm going to throw in a banana for me, I'll usually like throw in three bananas. So because you know if there's someone who's like, oh man, I'm hungry, Good or nothing, you know, yeah. or yeah. someone, I'll be like, you know, bro, do you want a banana? Or yeah. you know, like what the last comp I think I just bought like. You were trying to hand them out. Like four boxes of, you know, muesli fish bars or whatever. You were handing out food and shit. I had so much as well because I'm the same. I like bring enough food for like feed a small family. So like I'm bringing all the food and I'm handing out. But but it's weird because people were were taking my muesli bars, but I mean, no one wanted your broccoli and rice. (laughs) Yeah, what the fuck? Eat the broccoli. (laughs) Eat the broccoli. Come on, man. Yeah, no, I, would, yeah. I wouldn't recommend heavy vegetables. Like, <laughs> just, just say, it. just don't, don't take that advice. Well, it depends how how, how much broccoli you have until mm. it's considered heavy. Yeah, that's that's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> One piece of broccoli that's 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 a light snack. But if you eat a whole bushel, it's a bushel, right? Like a forest. <laughs> I don't know, bro. All I'm doing it's now punnet, is picturing you just broccoli. walking down the street the, like the same way that someone would just be walking along eating an apple and you've just, you just got a whole body. thing of broccoli. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's yeah. good for the soul. Yeah, but Oshin, yeah. Definitely a, an hour, bro, just chill. Yeah. You know, and if you're- How long if you're, would you recommend warming up again? So it's oh, different okay. from That's the start, That's another good question, right? yeah. So the start, what, like half an hour? Let's go both. From, okay, from yeah. completely cold to-, to in between. Yeah. So if it's like, yeah, completely cold, you know, I haven't done anything yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Probably half an hour. If my division's set for 11, maybe yep. 1030, I'm going to put, put my gear on and start doing some sort of, you know, some, the, the warm up routine that I like to do. Yeah. If it's then a second division, so I've warmed up and then cooled down again, so to speak. And probably just once I get called to the bullpen, I get called to the bullpen. Like I only need that sort of five minutes, you know, five, let's say 10 minutes. I need that sort of five, six minutes to warm up and then, you know, a couple of minutes for my heart rate to come back mm-hmm. down and I'm good to go. I've actually not warmed up before. I've, I've done both. I've done like the full 30 minute fucking like religious, had it all written out, like, you know, done it all like that. And then I've also just rocked up. And how'd you go? Fine. <laughs> I'd like to say that. Oh yeah, warming up was like I highly recommend warming up. Like obviously reduces. But I'm your sure risk. there's some. It improves your performance, reduces your risk of injury. It helps with nerves, things like that. But I've been in a situation where I was late and I, I was like barely made it as is, and I just sort of rocked up and 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 you know. You're probably warmed up. up just from your increased heart rate. Yeah, yeah, the stress. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Yeah, I'm I, sure you could walk in without warming up and do mm. fine. You could also walk in without warming up and get smashed. Yeah, and you know, well, you might have got smashed anyway. But regardless, I think um, you weren't there, bro. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I was. I was there in spirit. But for me, uh, this is relevant to warming up. I suppose one thing I've learned is when you are warming up, have a specific routine 
planned out. Don't rock up to the comp and not know exactly what you're going to do to warm up. And I mean the exact exercises. You don't have to be like, oh, I'm going to do 10 reps of this, 10 reps of that, but have, okay, I'm going to do these exercises in this order or these five exercises. Because if you're trying to warm up and you can't think of anything, you're stressed, you're nervous about things, you just start flounding around, you're going to get decision fatigue. You're going to be like, oh, what do I do? What You're going to spend too much energy thinking about the fucking warm up when you should be you know, getting in your zone or thinking about the match or, or how, whatever works for you. That just works for me. Take it or leave it. Yeah. That's it. Take it. Take it. <laughs> Take it. Yeah. Take it like a man. And if you, str- if you struggle to just chill and relax with that hour, 90 minutes you've got because you're stressed, anxious, mm. man, just watch some YouTube or something. Just, I don't know. Yeah, I struggle with that. When you know, I have an like hour compl- between. Just switch off, yeah. bro. I like to watch other matches, like watch um, my teammates' matches if they're there. So I'll do that. In, in between while eating. So I distract myself with, okay, like this is the process I need to eat. I need to do this. And this time I need to start warming up. So I like set out like a little schedule and like I bounce around and give other people, you know, hand, oh, do you need help warming up? Do you need this? Rah, rah, rah. You want some broccoli? Yeah, he wants some broccoli. He's, he's <laughs> fucking, he's a bushel of broccoli, mate. Like, fucking okay, yada, yada, yada. So that's what, that's what I would recommend. That's what, that's what I do. So yeah, but I know Oshin, um, he, he definitely competes quite a bit. So there you go. All right. So you ready for the last question? The third and final question, the, the final boss. Send it. Here is the last question from Lucy. As someone who's just getting started in jiu-jitsu, I want to know there seems to be a sticking point where you're learning a lot of technique. However, it seems to be a little bit difficult to integrate it into actual rolling and actual fights. And I'm just wondering, is there a point where it gets better and you improve and you start to recognise how to integrate or is there some suggestions on what you can do to improve? That's a, that's a good question. Yeah, there's definitely a, everyone goes through that sort of point. Uh, and similar to how I, how I said for Dave that it's okay, like plateaus are normal. This is a normal, what you're thinking and feeling, Lucy, is very normal. Everyone goes through it at some stage, 100%, uh, you know. So, so it's okay. Understand that what you're, you're feeling is, is normal. And the reason that happens is because jiu-jitsu is very overwhelming and there's a lot of information to try to implement. But it's also in the beginning, everyone that you're training with is more experienced than you. Like until someone newer joins the gym after you, you know, you're at the bottom of the, the, you're at the bottom of the, the table, right? So everyone you, that you train with probably knows the moves, that, the techniques that you're trying to do. They probably already even know the counters and whatever. So it can feel like nothing works. However, how do we sort of address that? Our long-time listeners will will remember this advice because I've said it a few times. The first would be to try to not overwhelm yourself because when you turn up to the class, you don't know specifically what's going to be taught on that day, right? And it could be a whole mix of things. Let's say it's just a beginner's class. Well, there's still lots of different positions that that are going to be taught and techniques that are going to be taught. So instead of trying to memorize everything, yeah, you're going to learn a lot of it just by being there, but try not to overwhelm yourself and focus on one technique from, from each of the main positions. 
which would be close guard, half guard, side control, mount, back control. Right? Five core positions, has a top and a bottom, so 10 core positions. Right? If you could learn 10 techniques, so one from each, you're at least not going to be completely overwhelmed. You're not going to have someone on your back and think, I have no idea what to do. You're going to be like, oh, well, I know this one escape and I'm going to try that. So you're not going to feel completely lost. Uh, you know, you will still run into that situation of, well, the, the guy, I'm, guy or girl I'm training with is more experienced. They know how to stop that escape, but that's just part of the process. Otherwise, the next thing you can do to be able to start implementing the techniques is specific training. It's just such, it's probably one of the most valuable ways to train jujitsu. So for those who aren't sure what I mean about specific training, I mean doing something like, okay, starting in close guard, as soon as there's a pass, a sweep or a submission, we reset and you'll do X amount of time on top, then X amount of time on the bottom. So you're then having a role, but it's limited to that one position. Because let's say you and I are training, Kieran, and I want to improve my, you know, submissions from the back and we just have a regular role. Well, maybe I never make it to your back. You never make it to my back, <laughs> never, bro. Never. Because <laughs> I'm never even taking you down. Never. <laughs> right? You know, so maybe we have 10 roles and I don't get to your back. So it can feel as if a whole year's passed and I've not gotten better at mm. attacking from the back, right? Uh, and when you're new to jujitsu, all these positions that are getting jammed down your throat at once, like it's already hard for you to understand close guard, but then you have a regular role and, you know, you're like, oh, close guard, they're into half guard and mm -hmm. side control and they've mounted you. And then you're like, oh my God, they're choking me and it's all too much, right? Yeah, 100%. But if you limit the role to inside one position, you've then gone from potentially 10 rolls where I never make it to your back to now I get a set amount of time, might be mm. three minutes, where the whole time I'm on your back. Mm. And if you do escape, we reset and I get another chance, right? And then you escape again, I get another chance. You know, so I might have in three minutes, I might get, you know, 10 chances to try to uh, submit you from the back. Opposed to a regular roll, I might get zero out of, you know, months of training with you. Mm. So specific training is really the best way where because that you get multiple repetitions of of that hands on trying to do it. I always give it an analogy like um with like surfing or like with a with like a chef or something like that. Doesn't matter how much you read or learn, you know, you're not going to get better at I don't know filleting a fish or 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 like dicing an onion or whatever it is until your hands physically do it mm. and you just have to do it a lot. It's not that you could have fucking Gordon Ramsay or Marco Pierre right there coaching you. It doesn't matter. It's not like they can spend five minutes with you and now I fill it a fish perfectly. Like it's just repetition, repetition. Like, you know, you have to have, yeah, hands-on experience. So when you do specific training, you get multiple attempts of hands-on experience. I spoke about this on a previous episode where I used to dislike training like the the shark tank training or like the, you know, um, the the specific training insofar as like pass sweep submit and then a new partner comes in. I used to hate that style of training. I was the same with specific training. Whenever we do it, I used to 
be frustrated with it because I didn't know enough about all the positions. So unless it was a position where I was familiar with, say we're doing specific training in like, you know, passing guard. Okay. I, intuitively I could figure that out. So I, I didn't mind it, but it was specific training uh, in closed guard. I'd be like, fuck this sucks. Rah, 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 yeah. And I was on the bottom, but now similar to the other side of training, I really like specific training because it's an opportunity to practice. Like you mentioned things that, you know, either you don't want to do in a live role because you want to win. Yeah. Right? That too. Right. Or, yeah. Um, yeah, you, you, you just have more time in that position, but that, that's a really good one. And something that you mentioned about specific training so many times, but I'll mention it here is specific training is a good opportunity to try things you wouldn't normally do, like to try your B game or your C game or to work on that, you know, move of the day or to work on the, you know, take risks and see what works, see what doesn't work, see what you like, because if you just stick with your one or two go-to moves in certain positions, you may never discover what might potentially be your best move. Yeah. It's also a really fun chance to experience a part of jujitsu that you wouldn't get to when you're just rolling. So Mm. what I mean by that is if you and I only ever just rolled normally, Mm. you would like, and we just legitimately just only ever had rolls. You wouldn't really ever get the chance to see what it's like, you know, to, to have a, back. Yeah, yeah, to have a yeah. have a black belt like escape your back control or, mm. or whatever. And even for the other way around, for me, being the more experienced person, like if we just only ever rolled, I would never get to, from a coaching point of view, like see what how good your back control is. And right, because with a regular roll, you probably won't take my back, right? So yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> there's a YouTube video that says otherwise. Yeah, <laughs> <Seven. You know? laughs> so uh, yeah, specific training is valuable from beginners all the way to advanced, right? But that's that's the way you got to think about it, Lucy. So similar to Dave, like I'll, I'll put it into the the three things. Firstly, it's okay the way the th- how you're feeling and thinking at the moment. I mean, everyone feels like that. And how long until that feeling goes away? Well, you know, the old you get out what you what you put in. You know, I can't remember. I can't give you an exact number. But when I first started training, I got instantly addicted and I probably trained twice a day, every day, five days a week for my first, I don't know, like five years of training or something wow. like that. But I remember even I as a white belt, game, <laughs> yeah, even as a white belt day one, you know, I, I, I trained that much and it still took months. Like if, if, I, if I were to give you a number, I would say I did at least a hundred classes, you know, until I started feeling like, oh, I can actually like do shit. It, take, th- it takes a long time. I think I'm approaching 400 classes. And, you st- you are, and I'm sure you still have positions and like you're, you're never getting oh, shit, to yeah. a, I have no idea what to do. Or maybe yep. even still, right, depending on the position. Oh yeah. There's positions where I'm so lost and I just try and you know flounder my way around, but you know. Yeah. So, you know, you, you get out what you put in. So that feeling could take a while, Lucy, you know, yeah. it, it depends how, how much you putting into jujitsu, but yeah. yeah, firstly, it's okay to f- what, what you're feeling and thinking at the moment, totally normal. Yeah. All right. Second of all, try not to overwhelm yourself. Ask yourself those 10 positions, close guard, half guard, side control, mount, back control, do you know a technique for top and bottom for those positions? So do you know 10 techniques? Right? And then thirdly, specific training. Super valuable way to get multiple repetitions, multiple attempts at the one 
the mm. one position, right? Yeah. Where you get like you get to have a role, but it's contained. So you know you you could get to ignore all these other factors that can overwhelm you, like yeah. a position quickly going from half guard to side control. And then going, oh, fuck, you know, it's all happening too fast. And if you just have one move in each position, then you have always have something to work toward. That's even right. Even if you don't do it, like I remember the first class, I remember, or even one of the first three classes I ever did, there was a very specific uh, technique that we learned, which is actually unusual because I haven't, I probably haven't, I've only ever seen it once since then. It's like that old like MMA style uh, pass where you trap someone's hand behind their back. Oh yeah, that yeah. was like yeah, class yeah, two. Yeah. So every time I was in someone's close guard, that was my attempt at passing. Yeah. That, yeah. That's all I did: just try yeah. and pass their hand behind yeah. their back, and then like do like sort of like a Sampalo style. Yeah, um, it's kind of like a. Yeah, it's like before the Sampalo pass was invented. That yeah. was yeah. It's it, I prefer that style of pass because it's safer than the Sampalo for for me because yeah. I'm shit at Sampalo. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And if you don't know the Sampalo, it's basically where you 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 kind of switch your hips and have their in close guard and have like their, their, their close guard in your lap and you try and push that yeah, way. It's, I'm, yeah. I'm explaining it terribly, but the potential of you, you getting your back taken if you don't maintain that underhook or, is very high. Yeah, or the platted. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah of course. Or, or collar choked. But anyway, yeah. it, has, it has a bunch of risks. Yeah. But if you're good at it, it's a very good pass. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and also the, the last thing I'll say on that as well, Lucy, is because this can be – you know, it seems obvious once it's pointed out to you, but sometimes newer people don't quite get it, which is that just because you know the technique and you might be able to do the technique, like physically perform the technique, doesn't mean you can execute it in a role, mm. right? Because it's kind of like if you go into a boxing class and I go, here, punch this boxing bag and you punch it and you go, sweet, I can punch a boxing bag. Therefore, I know how to punch. I can punch so, your face. <laughs> it will be very easy to punch this person in the face in a boxing match. Mm. No, it's very difficult to punch someone else in the face mm. when they're A, trying not to get punched in the face and B, trying to punch you in the face. Mm. Jiu-jitsu is the same. Just because you know a technique, well, when you're then trying to do it against someone who is physically not letting you do it, it's, it's much harder than mm. that. The yeah. prime example is the, when the you're drilling, right? And then they're being like resistant, too resistant. We yeah, spoke yeah, about yeah. shit training partners yeah. once. Sagi. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's got a habit of that. You'll be like drilling with Sagi and all of a sudden he like takes you back and chokes you. And you're like, bro. <laughs> what the fuck, man? <laughs> <laughs> Let me How do my flower sweep. <laughs> but yeah, so that that's that's another thing to, to understand as well, Lucy. Like I said, you could be an absolute demon, you know, hitting the focus mitts in a, in a boxing class, but doesn't mean that. 100% translates to you landing 100% of your shots when you go into the, you know, into a boxing match. Mm. So when someone's also not letting you do the technique, that's where the, well, it's a physical sport aspect comes in. You've got to have the timing, the strength, the explosion, the flexibility. Just the, keep working at it. You know. Mm. And yeah. you, you progress it, right? Like with certain people, you're going to progress different techniques at, at different rates, right? Yeah. So for example, me trying to over underpass you, I now need to deal with, I've gotten to the point where I can enter it sometimes, but you're shutting it down with a very specific technique. So now I'm, I'm researching how to shut that down. Yeah. Whereas against someone else, you're probably, you know, that that's not a fact. Yeah, that's not, exactly yeah. right. Cause yeah. everyone's a little bit different. Yeah. So uh, that would be my advice to you, Lucy. Awesome. Well, all right. So uh, we're going to leave it there because unfortunately 
new text-based question senders. (laughs) (laughs) We're not reinforcing bad habits. (laughs) Embrace the technology. Be one of those people that calls a radio station. Yeah. So we can all laugh at you. No, we're not going to laugh. We're not going to laugh at you. We're going to we're going to play your beautiful voice, hear your questions. Yeah. And then try our bestest to answer them. And if you have a question you want submitted, do so via Instagram. You just search Beyond Jiu Jitsu. You will find it. It's on Instagram. It's in our uh, bio. So check that out if you want to hear your voice on the podcast and have your question answered. Otherwise, 10 episodes away, the big 100. We got something special. Celebrate good. Wait, didn't we get? No. Yeah, we, yeah, you can sing it. Because, oh, I can sing it. Yeah, okay. you're not going to get flagged with copyright because you sound nothing like the original. It's oh. okay. <laughs> yeah, I played that on my phone one time. Yeah. I was like, wanted that little audio. Yeah, we got copyrighted and, and straight we got away. Copyrighted. Yep. Man, they're quick. Yeah, I nearly got. Fl- I nearly got a strike. So, <laughs> oh, man. All right. Anyway, all right, guys. Well, thanks so much. Yes, be sure to send in your questions for the next edition of Ask a Black Belt. Until then, keep training. And we'll catch you next time.